0: Welcome to another Haiju Transmissions podcast. My name Hello. is. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Who was who that? I am Matt. Ah, oh, that was Matt. Oh, isn't he? Isn't he? Uh, so, so he's a good sport for hosting this here podcast with me. This is Kyle Bird, and uh, we are in the middle of October. Well, I don't know. We're kind of towards the end of October, right? Um, so of course, we are talking about some, uh, Japanese horror stuff, and, um, uh, today we have, I think, I think today's a pretty interesting topic, um, and that is, uh, when horror came to Shochiku, um and I'll explain what that means in a few minutes. Uh it's October, so chances are you're going to hear a third voice on here. Um and that is our, our our guest host for the evening. Uh where is he?
1: Let's not stand on ceremony here.
2: Uh, <laughs> we have we have Bane. Bane yeah,
0: is no, joining no, Bane of course. Yeah, Bane frequently <laughs> joins us for these October uh podcasts. Um uh, so welcome, welcome back.
1: <laughs> I just had a, I was having a drink, so I figured I would
0: talk like Bane.
1: Just yes.
0: Okay, I'm not sure I if, you, the, the if you
1: got a, if you've got a cup, you can talk like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. Um. All uh, right. This is this is Tom, by the way.
2: Oh <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Tom Tober. Uh, October. Uh, well, October. no, he's always
0: going wild in October, so uh, that's why he's always, you know, we we like to have him on here for the Halloween episodes, just because, you know, he uh, he likes he likes watching this stuff.
1: Yeah, I kill myself every October, and then in the month of November, I watch like one movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes. I watched a whole bunch more of that, uh, that, uh, Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Uh, I
0: watched, I watched, I I think I watched the first three episodes. I had in the background when I was doing some other stuff, but
2: it's,
1: uh... I wish it were a little bit more, like, so in the very first episode, she does those bone cookie things. And I'm like, oh, I could, I could, I could make that, kind of. You know, I, I would, I would stop at a certain point because you know, what's everyone gonna do? They're gonna be like, oh look, it's a bone and then like either eat it or like no one's gonna touch Because 'cause they're be like, holy crap, that looks amazing. I don't wanna eat it, you know. Um but then like everything she's done since then, I'm like, Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I couldn't do no, that. No,
0: Christine McConnell people, she uh she, she just said she has a show on Netflix where she talks to puppets and makes uh gruesome uh food desserts usually um but yeah no her stuff is insanely elaborate and it's one of those shows where it's like okay uh, we're going to cook this uh step 1 um you know you want you need this is your ingredients so here's how to mix it and stuff step 2 uh bake cake <laughs> it's like wait how am i supposed to do any of this
1: it's it really is though it's like it's like oh step 1 okay we're going to roll out our dough okay and then when it's done, it looks like this, and this is like a super elaborate. Like, like there's some steps. <laughs> there, there are, there are multiple. There, there must be step one A through double Z because uh, you're skipping some stuff. <laughs> um, but the puppets are great. They're like super funny. I love the puppets.
0: And speaking of Netflix, I am a little over halfway into the Haunting of Hill House, which is just awesome. I
1: need to get started on that.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, yeah, it's it's excellent. Uh, What else have I been watching? I don't know. I've I mean, I've just been going through a lot of stuff. I've been trying to kind of your theme was TV shows, Tom, and mine was like I haven't like committed to it, but I was like. I'll watch, like, the sequels that I've only watched once of, like, all these other franchises. Like, within reason. Like, I'm not going to go back and watch Halloween 5 or 6, but <laughs> I'll give 4. I might give 4 another shot. Like, I watched a, a couple, just because they're super short, and yeah, I only watched them once. Like, I've watched some of the Universal uh, Mummy, the Karis ones. the sequ- the They're, like, an hour you know yeah. I'll one I'll put something like that on before bed um I watched Friday the 13th part 7 because it's a fan favorite and I'm just like
2: you still hate it
0: yeah I, it still doesn't do much for me um
2: would you, that or part 8 uh <laughs> they're on both in the trash can is that <laughs> yeah
0: I mean I would I I might give the slight nod to 8 to be honest but I don't know maybe, maybe.
1: <laughs> the two standouts for me in terms of movies, because I did watch a couple movies that I haven't seen um, before. And I'm going to say that the two standouts. Now, other than we've all seen The New Halloween and we liked that, um, but I watched Murder Party, which is uh, Jeremy Saulnier. Is it Saulnier or or Saulnier? Whatever.
0: I usually hear people say Saulnier, but that's a fun movie.
1: Um, It's his first feature and it's super fun. i had a a ton of fun with it and also apostle
0: apostle Uh, is excellent netflix has been like this year like netflix had just put on like shit after shit were they just saving all the good stuff for october (laughs) because like they are killing it this month yeah no apostle is excellent if you guys like kind of i guess folk horror kind of movies stuff like the wicker man and um
1: Black Death.
0: Yeah, Black Death. Like, Apostle is a must-watch. It, it might be one of my favorite movies of the year, honestly.
1: Um, the other thing I've done is... Um, when I take, like, a like a two-minute like mental break at work, um, I have been throwing on the occasional uh, Georges Millier. Um, like, his early stuff that's, like, got some horror... Either overtones or undertones to it, and that there's a lot of cool stuff there too. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. The the basically the inventor of any kind of genre cinema, really. And yeah. Effects in yeah.
1: general.
0: Um,
1: it's it's cool to see some of that, and cool to see uh, what I what I've also done is as I've kind of watched a couple of other like the Edison films at the same like the similar time, and it's it's kind of crazy because so. Like the stuff that Millier was doing in like 1896, other other like movie makers are just starting to do in like nineteen oh two. While he is he's already doing like things like like crossfades and multiple scenes and um, like actual storytelling, they are just finally catching up to him on the jump cut. And like it's it, that's what's really crazy is it's like this is it's six years later that it takes people to catch up to this guy, you know like um that's that's pretty striking stuff, um so like I said, I've just been just dipping my toes into it a little bit, but it's yeah. cool stuff
0: um, speaking of uh cool stuff, so our theme tonight we are doing. Uh, The Shochiku horror films from the late 60s, Um, available in a a box set uh, from Criterion's Eclipse imprint, Um, and that set includes four movies, uh, The X from Outer Space, Goke Body Snatcher from Hell, The Living Skeleton, and Genocide. Um, And that is what we'll be talking about. Now, uh, The X from Outer Space, we will not be covering because we already dedicated an episode to that and its sequel, which uh, I still... That's a horror movie. Yeah, (laughs) that's a different (laughs) kind of horror movie (laughs) right there sitting through that thing. Unless your name is Matt Parnley, of course.
2: Yeah, I like that movie. (laughs) Um, It's the worst.
0: Yeah, so uh, go back uh, to... um, that if if you haven't already and you can can listen to us talk about Gulala, big space monster Gulala. Um so uh, we we big, are
1: big uh what was it cars.com?
0: Uh the ladders oh, the ladders.com. Oh. Yeah. Which was one of the that's one of the strangest kaiju resurrections ever. Yes. <laughs> the, the ladder so ads made the in uh, the American ladder ad starring Gulala a lot of like little Gulala it's very strange um, so anyhow uh, so we're going to be talking about the other three films offered in this um, Criterion set um, uh, all of which I actually like um, I mean there's some that I like more than others yeah, but we'll get into that um, well first of all you might be thinking, especially hearing us talk about Gulala, why would a prestige label like Criterion put these movies out? Um, and there's a couple reasons for that, and I, I think we we can kind of get into the, the some history here. Well, first, I, they're all um, I think cult films in Japan, and I know Ex Space and Goke, those had. Uh, Pretty good cult followings here in in the States. Um, Now, why why it's notable and why it makes sense that they all are packaged together, um, and you'll notice these movies were all made in the years of 67 and 68. Uh, Just a little bit of history on, I guess, Shochiku in the 60s. Um, uh, Well, first of all, Shochiku... um, I think, yeah... Japan, I think they're Japan's oldest movie studio, they go all the way back to, uh, um, 1805, or 1805, hold on, let me fact check myself here.
1: That sounds wrong. Yeah, (laughs)
0: 1895, uh, Shochiku was founded, so. That sounds more right. (laughs) Old ass company. Yeah, they, they were, yeah.
1: um, I think, like, the first movie ever was created (laughs) in, like, 1880.
0: Yeah, when was that train, uh... (laughs) The the movie that was a train, like, running into the audience. What was that, man? Um, Anyhow, uh... So... Shochiku, as a studio um, in the late 60s, was floundering with the um, advent of TV. You know, this is right before the Japanese movie market essentially crashed. Um... And up until this point, they were makers of art house movies, very serious kind of drama movies, like um Ozu is uh one of the most famous Japanese directors, made all these family dramas. You know, most of his films were through Shochiku. And, I mean, that was their bread and butter, was these, you know, very serious, kind of artsy drama movies. And, um with TV and all these other trends coming into the Japanese film market they're like crap what do we do like in uh, 67 68 is also the years of the what's known as the monster boom in Japan i think just between those two years i mean i you if you really put pen to paper you could probably think a dozens of shows and movies that involve kaiju or creatures and um it's it's funny hearing people complain about superhero movies now where it's like, oh we get like five of these a year. I mean in sixty seven sixty eight, I mean, geez, you couldn't turn around without a giant monster <laughs> stepping on you. But um so yeah, I mean the there is a as a desperation measure they're like, well, maybe we should get into genre films because you know those seem to still be doing kind of ok. Um, so this was a very experimental phase for Shochiku, and that's why we have these movies. Um, the experiment ultimately uh, didn't really pan out. I don't think any of these movies made much money, and they kind of reverted back to going to you know what they knew, which is drama and art house stuff. but This is a really interesting little time capsule of them, basically a studio scrambling for a hit. Um, And uh, so X from Outer Space, I mean, that one's obviously their cash-in on the kaiju uh, boom. Um, You know, the late 60s saw all kinds of movies from Gamera, Godzilla, and... All kinds of other toho stuff, ultraman on t v so this that was them kind of being like okay here's here's us trying to do that, maybe that'll be a hit. um we're not talking about that, so moving into nineteen sixty eight we have the next three films um, and uh we can start talking about those um Yay. <laughs> uh so we're gonna i guess go and. Chronological order, and uh, we're gonna come out swinging with Goke Body Snatcher from Hell, which is an awesome title and an awesome movie. and we're going to uh, to break that down for you. Um, so Goke um, is directed by um, Hajime Sato. Um, oh yes, yes. <laughs> well, he he was uh kind of prolific in the kind of B movie side of um, Japan. He he you know worked on some early Tokusatsu shows and did Terror from Beneath the Sea with Sonny Chiba. Some other horror movies. I think he did a a vampire movie or something that I was looking for, but I couldn't find. Um. Anyhow, uh. So I well, should I save the weird uh factoid that I shared earlier for the beginning or the end of the go Case segment?
1: We'll do it at the end,
0: okay, yeah, 'cause it it, <clears throat> it is kind of the origin of it, but it's so strange that yeah I think it, it... doesn't yeah <laughs> um so okay, so i'll uh I'll go ahead with the a synopsis for go Case. so we have a
1: commercial. I could do this one. Ooh, 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 oh, volunteer i think I, I think because you know the thing about goke is it, i think at least it's got a pretty simple story right um I'm, it's it's effective but it's a pretty ultimately simple story so you've got a, a an air airline flight um that uh is, is flying through and and they're talking about the news. They're talking about, like, there was an assassination attempt on the, um, the Japanese ambassador. And then they get a, uh, a call from, from like the, the, the tower control or something saying that there's uh, a man with a bomb on the plane. And, and they have to turn around. And as they start to turn around, a man comes in with a gun. And he's like, "Uh no, you don't you're you're turning around a different way um and this man is is later on revealed to be the guy who tried to assassinate the uh Japanese ambassador, but we you can kind of figure that out like pretty early um but he's he's straight up outed as it later on um so the plane is way off course at this point um they see." A, a giant flock of birds crashes into the engines and like shorts the engines out, and then they see a big, bright light looks like a flying saucer, basically, and they crash. Um, the The surviving members of this plane are um an American woman who um I believe is she like collecting her husband's remains? Or her
2: husband husband died in Nam, and she's she was going to get his
1: remains. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she's she's collecting her husband's. Oh, Matt just got logged off.
0: Keep going; he'll be fine.
1: Okay. (laughs) Oh, there he is. Um, so she's collecting her husband's remains. Um, there's so there's this American woman. There's the flight crew. Um, there's a politician and his like couple of aids or whatever there's this uh this killer guy and there's uh another guy just this kind of random guy i think those are basically kind of your main your main uh your main characters who are kind of left alive or whatever through this plane crash um the 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 one guy tries to run away. Um, he's outed as like the the bomber, but he says he was just joking. Um, then uh, the guy with the gun ends up taking uh the the girl. How does that happen? How does it? He ends up. They end up going off together. How does that happen? Someone fill me in.
2: He basically kidnaps her and just kind of like runs away with her.
1: Okay. He has- yeah. That's kind of what I thought. I just yeah. I, I just didn't want to misspeak there completely. So yeah, he he ends up kidnapping her and like leaving because he's like I'm not gonna stay here, you know, to to just die. Um, but I need some I don't know sweet loving or something while I'm out there. Um, so he goes off and uh, he sees they see the the UFO. Um, the woman screams and she comes back ultimately alone and she's like the wound the wound on his head the wound and everyone's like what what are you talking about you crazy hoe and uh what we end up finding out then is that this guy got invaded by the goke the body snatchers from hell they're these uh their form as as we see it is basically just this it's they're the the T-1000 they're
0: like little blobs
1: there's just little blobs. Uh, and you know, when they take you over, they open up a vagina in your head and then they crawl into it. Um, <laughs>
2: apt, apt description, actually.
1: And, uh, and then you're, you're evil and you're, and you're, you're taken over by them. And, and, uh, they also like, they drain out all your blood while they're inside of you. Um, or while they take over another body, you kind of become like, this is so weird where this, this movie, uh, the kind of way I would describe most of basically the rest of this movie is uh, is sort of like Matango meets uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets Dracula, where like if you come across one of these things, they're going to try and suck out your blood, but they're also going to try to take you over. But also, the remaining people who are alive, they all start turning on each other. And it's not necessarily that, like, it's not the same thing of, like, the thing where nobody's sure who is and isn't, you know, been taken over. They all know that, you know, the only, like, it's easy to spot, you know, these people have the big, open, gaping vagina on their head if they're taken over. But, you know, the the politician is, like, he's, like, a really bad guy. He, like drinks up all the water uh or no the 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 american woman actually uses it to like wash her face yeah and everyone <laughs> freaks <laughs> out um uh, but like so this guy you know he's like you know he's he's outed to be like kind of a coward and a bad guy he doesn't really care about anyone but himself um the american woman she like starts to unravel and lose her mind because they're all starting to infight so much because of this politician and this other you know like the uh the, the the guy the assassin guy um, and the bomber um, who are like all bad people um, that she starts to like go crazy because she's like I saw what war did it like ruined my family it ruined me so then so that's kind of a thing where like she's so anti-war and so anti-violence that she becomes violent um, and so everyone just starts infighting and turning on each other um, until kind of you get whittled you whittle your cast down little by little um and you're left with your two kind of main survivors at the end and then uh there's a really really cool twist i think at the oh, end oh great i don't know if i want to spoil it or not um it is really good
0: we'll we'll but, bring it up a little later but yeah that's one where it's like this movie i it's like you almost feel bad spoiling a 60 year old and 50 year old movie. Yeah. But no, I I as far as like the it's it it does the thing that um uh you know like Night of the Living Dead did where it's like yeah, there's this threat, this creature, this vampire thing, but really like we're our own worst enemy. And I mean this movie really just takes a such a nihilistic uh point of view you know i mean the the they they say the you know the aliens have been watching us for a long time and then you know they saw stuff like um you know the 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 time period is very relevant you know there's a lot of kind of post uh vietnam cynicism on display uh you know this dis disillusionment and you know that that's ha- really hammered home like a sledgehammer to the face you know when they they do these quick cuts of like you know dead bodies and stuff from nam but and then you know also the american character but um but yeah it, it it's you know stuff like vietnam and especially the atomic bomb they're like yeah ever since you guys did that we've been watching earth and it's and really this just shows us that you guys are basically weak and you know you don't deserve this planet we you know we're we're going to take it from you cuz you guys are basically awful and you don't need to Not be here deserving we're, of yeah, it, we're, yeah. We're, we're 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 better than you we don't do stuff like this so you know we're we're just going to uh you know do a full extermination of of the human race okay thanks bye and that's you know where they're coming from and it's like well uh they're kind of right aren't they um but yeah, the infighting, like I said, it's like George Romero's movies where it's like, yeah, there's zombies outside, but like, really, we should be more afraid of each other. And, you know, this, the way this movie does, it does the thing a lot of good su- survival horror movies do. Even, even Matango, which you mentioned, is, you know, it's really setting humans up to be the biggest threat. And, you know, humans that are scared and confused are basically the most terrifying animal. And they will do awful things to each other, um, and yeah, that's that's go okay um,
2: you mentioned post Vietnam, but like Vietnam was still going
1: on, bruh, well, yeah, but it's still very like
2: no, I'm just uh, anyway the, i think yeah the 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 film is rife with Vietnam imagery in fact, when the the head splits open the the one lady says that's exactly how my. Husband died, his face got split open, and they mentioned somehow napalm doing that, which I don't know how that makes sense, but that's what they talk about in the film. Um, there's very on the face references to Nam. They mentioned the assassination. There's one guy that talks about how Japan is going to become like America with the assassinations, which I assume is a reference to JFK because he got killed in 63. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the references to me, like some of the imagery
1: Isn't that funny in 1968, they're making a, they're making a commentary about how America has too much gun violence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tom, Tom dropping truth bombs in 2018. I mean, the, the imagery is a bit, it feels a bit forced, but like, that's not really that huge of an issue. I really think what works for this are the character dynamics. You have a lot of, Interesting characters that are all kind of vying to survive in different ways, and some people that are just ruthless and and basically evil. I mean, they're evil, Um, and I think that's what works really well in the context of the story.
0: Yeah. Well, we also didn't mention the guy that works uh, for the politician. He's like giving his wife to him.
2: Like, yeah, he's trying to like do like an is it arms deal?
0: Right. He's like he's trying to like he's yeah no yeah well yeah that's another thing is like the corrupt politics because. Yeah, he's trying to set up this um, arms deal to sell weapons to the government, and, uh, I mean, that is a whole other <laughs> can of worms there, but yeah, the the guy is so, like, desperate. Yeah, because
1: his wife, like, as things start to spiral out of control, his wife is is like, you tried to... Pro- she doesn't say prostitute but she, you know you tried to prostitute your own wife well, like that's
0: yeah that, and that's essentially what he's doing
1: yeah um i uh i think the other thing that you know really you know other than just all the relationships and that like you know the the way things break down and the way it, it is a uh, body snatchers slash matango kind of kind of riff or whatever is it's a really stylish, like, really gorgeous movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, no, the, I will
0: say that. I mean, uh, all these movies are very, like, all these, the movies in this set are very stylish. Um, they're very uh, kind of atmospheric. I would actually compare all of them, well, I mean, except for maybe X from Outer Space, they almost feel like the Italian horror movies.
1: Yeah, I was just, I was just going like to kind of throw something, something like along Arjun, that line. Or, or, like yeah, with like the, something
0: like Mario Bava or something.
1: With the, with the lighting, especially, you know, the way things get, things get bathed in the the reds mm-hmm. or the yellows or the, you know, they just the way that the lighting is, is used in this. Um, it is it got a very kind of Italian feel to it almost. It's, it's really stylish and it's really cool to look at, um, and that's just another you know it's just another piece that kinda clicks and works in its favor like this 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 movie just has a a lot going for it
0: yeah um I really like the effects like uh with you know the little blob and the big uh opening in the guy's head um
2: yeah, like when I, people melt away i think that's pretty awesome the birds flying into the windows is great oh
0: yeah yeah that yeah and that that's such that's a very eerie scene um, i feel like this movie is very hard to not mention i think any time this movie comes up someone has to point out the factoid that uh quentin tarantino is a big fan of this movie and the the part um in kill bill volume 1 when she's on the airplane and uh you know the sky is like this blood red um, he he said. Even said he lifted that directly from the opening of
1: Gokai. Oh, it looks exactly the same.
0: Oh yeah, they, he really. You know, they really did replicate it, uh, and they did it very well. Actually, I really don't know what else to really say. Like, hit, I hate to have that, such a good back-toid. movie. You gotta hit yeah, that fun well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll get there. Cause yeah, I'm like I hate to have such a good movie have such a kind of short review, but um, I just I really like it. um.
1: It's it, the, it's okay. It's a simple story, you know. It's kind of like reviewing Night of the Living Dead, right? Where you can just be like, yeah, zombies show up and it's a bunch of people stuck in a house. Yeah, like. I mean, this is, this is aliens show up and it's a bunch of people stuck at a plane crash. Um, and that's like, there's, there's not like a, a big, thank God, there's not like a big convoluted story that, you know, takes uh, 70 minutes to explain the 70-minute film. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the Invisible Man movies. Um, it's a pretty simple story, right? So it's not, you don't have to get crazy when you're reviewing it.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Um well, I guess
1: we, let's we can That's not a bad thing again, you know. I mean, it's when we're sitting here comparing it to movies like Matango and none of the living dead. I mean, it's a, it's a survival horror movie. Yeah.
0: Well, um normally we don't do this, but I would say maybe, you know, skip ahead like 2 minutes cuz uh yeah, the this twist ending is really fantastic. Um So, uh, once they escape the, the site of the crash, um, you know, the, the alien, what do they, how do they kill him? They burn him. Yeah.
2: They light him on fire with, like, some, uh, gasoline.
0: Right, right, right. Um, so once that happens, they escape, and it turns out, like, they actually just, like, crashed in the woods off of, like some highway or something yeah and so they're like oh wow we're actually like in civilization like we're actually this actually isn't so bad and there's a big line of cars and they start like stopping at all the cars and they notice that everyone in the cars is dead or even in some cases like completely deteriorated um you know because of the that's what kind of what happens when this vampire thing uh, gets you and everyone's dead and they go into a building and it's just just all these like corpses and then they're like oh my god and then uh, we have a you know we see the earth with just dozens of these UFOs converging on earth and it's like yeah we're we lost (laughs) pretty much Um, (laughs) and yeah no I mean I love that twist and it's like yeah all this time these people were um you know fighting each other outside there was literally an alien invasion going on the entire time uh and that's how the movie ends it's like extremely cynical and bleak and uh it's just awesome
1: yeah i love it i, lo- I love that that twist i just i love the way it plays out too you know like they, like you said, they they think they're so isolated. This entire the entire running length of the movie, and when they even at the end they start walking and they're walking and you are waiting for some kind of shoe to drop, right? Like because you're like, well, they're just they're just walking, like like there's got to be something else because uh, this is um, Japanese sci-fi movie. When those movies are done telling their stories, they end <laughs> like yeah they they just they just end like five seconds later, right? So you're like you're you're you you know there's got to be something else coming. and um when they just like step onto a highway and they're like, oh my god, there's like it's it's like being lost in the woods, and you know you you were essentially right at the back of people's property line the whole time, you know, like Um, it's that great, like kind of ironic twist of like, that could have been a a perfectly fine, like twist unto itself, right? Of like this whole time they thought they were isolated. They thought they were all going to die. They thought, you know, like, and that's why things escalate the way they do. And to just be that close to civilization, like that initial kind of thing as a viewer is you think, oh, it, it never even had to go that far. And then you realize that, like, what basically has been going on in that plane, it's been happening everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a fantastic ending. Um, I will say uh, the the origins of this movie were something completely different, um, and uh, unfortunately, it's just kind of with all of these movies, really, English language material is very scarce. Um, so, you know, you really kind of have to scrape together what information you can. Um, luckily, uh, our pal, author John LeMay, has, like, dedicated every waking moment to doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm going to let him do the speaking as for the origins of Goke, um and just read a, a, pa- a passage out of his book, Terror of the Lost Tokusatsu Films, which came out over the summer uh, which I would recommend if anyone hasn't picked that up. But so Goke Body Snatcher from Hell. Um, so in 1967, uh, P Productions were doing a lot of tokusatsu shows, and they're responsible for stuff like Spectre Man. And, um, so the origins of Goke go back to that. So um, I will let John's book take it away. Okay, Goke Body Snatcher from Hell, amongst P Productions' other failures of 1967, was this pro- uh, proto-version of Goke Body Snatcher from Hell from Choshiku. As it turned out, the Hajime Sato cult classic began as a potential TV series from P Productions, filmed with puppets, the series focused on good aliens trying to recapture an alien monster that escaped from their craft over Earth. In this version, the Gokimadoro is a furry monster with multiple arms. The concept was somehow acquired by Shochiku, which teamed with P Productions, who would handle the special effects, to turn the concept into a much more serious horror film. Writer Susumu Takaku, who we haven't talked about, but he wrote the movie, um, but I guess he's like a famous manga guy, and um, he's done a lot of stuff for Toei shows like uh, Sentai and whatnot. Anyhow, um, he suggested Toei's Hajime Sato as director and off the film went. Initially Sato came up with an idea where an invisible monsters ran amuck in a mental ward until he came up with the idea of instead opening the film on an airliner that crashes. Some sources indicate the multi-armed Goki Maduro was considered to appear in the film as a giant monster, but was dropped. Images of this uh, incarnation have been included in a series of Japanese trading cards featuring kaiju and associated characters. Um, and I, yes, I shared those images in our uh, thread before uh, the podcast. So, um, yes, this was almost something entirely different. I'm one and I'm I'm stuck wondering what that would have even been like.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I like what we got.
0: No, I do too. Um and I think I think it might have been when we had John on to talk about the book. His theory was that it was um Sato who kind of, you know, ended up kind of being the one to say, you know, hey, let's take this into a darker, more messed up direction, which uh might be true, you know, he he did kind of have a knack for horror and monsters and, and and stuff like that. Um so yeah, very strange beginnings for Goke. Um yeah, I, I, I wish there were photo, more clear photos out there of the the furry monster puppet. Um but it uh, from what I can make out that it was a very strange looking creature.
1: Bird likes them furries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'd like to see clearer images of that. Um, but uh, so yes, that is Goke. Uh, very bizarre beginnings. Very bizarre movie. Um, but damn, it's a good horror movie. And yeah, I mean, this is the season to watch something like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so how many, uh, uh, yeah, how many vagina foreheads do you give this out of five?
2: It's, it's a four. I, I think the only thing for me that, that I mentioned earlier is I, I think some of the imagery is a bit overdrawn and kind of overplayed. I get why they did it, but that's kind of like the one detractor. But I love the fact that wait, like, wait, typically, wait, wait, Matt, 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 are blah, you trying
0: blah, blah, to blah. tell me that a Japanese monster movie was not subtle yes the hell you say
2: but uh (laughs) i think aside from that the the ending like you're used to seeing all these movies where the people escape and there's like this ray of sunshine a ray of hope at the end and this movie takes a shit all over that and it's beautiful and I, i i love i just like the ending shot with the the saucers flying in from everywhere and like basically we've lost. And the fact that we essentially bring it upon ourselves and they mentioned, you know, you talked about the H bomb being what kind of brought their attention. And it, it's just one of those things where like, if you take a minute and you think about how we treat each other, and then you see that play out in the film, I think it does a really great job. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a film that can stick with people if they really pay attention to it
1: yeah um i'm w- I'm with you on a lot of that you know especially like the some of the imagery and certainly some of the dialogue is a little yeah. too, a little too heavy handed um
2: also the English doesn't help
1: yeah um and uh and there are a couple of little plot elements that like like I don't necessarily know why uh it, it has to, like, combine, combine that Dracula element. You know, it doesn't that, doesn't... that piece of, like, draining your body doesn't really... It doesn't add anything. It doesn't take anything away, but it doesn't add anything to the story, you know? Tom,
2: what do you think about the bomb? Like, the, the bomb guy? That was the other thing I was going to make a quip about because they already have the guy that, sh- you know, the, the sniper, but there's a the guy with the bomb that actually has the bomb.
1: But and says he, he doesn't, blows,
2: yeah, but then he blows himself up. and that that scene is actually kind of hilarious, but it felt like eh, it, they didn't really need it. I, I get why they did it. They wanted to put a hole in the plane to make like a second entrance for the rest of the film, but it it doesn't do much for me,
1: right. yeah, it's it's just kind of kind of there, right? Like, the movie works best when it's when it's more about just the the interpersonal conflicts and stuff um and some of the body horror um especially the you know the body the actual body snatching um but yeah i'm at a i'm at a very strong uh four uh losing facial vaginas out of five <laughs> uh
0: yeah i you know i'm falling right in line with you guys um I think it's a four, and honestly, when I watched it, I was like, you know, this is a... a, Like, I've only seen it a couple times. Um, the first time I saw it was, like, a bootleg DVD of, like, a VHS rip, and, you know, I maybe watched it once that way, and then twice after getting this, uh, DVD set, but I was like, you know, I should go... This is a movie I should come back to more. Um, you know, I... You know, it's not perfect, and it, it can be a little clunky, um... Which is why the only maybe the only thing keeping me from a five, but yeah, I, I think a four is a really healthy and fair uh rating for this. Um and uh yeah, I I I just think it's it's wonderful. Um and I mean, you know, we, we really did kind of get, you know, I guess uh the best out early, you know, it's not the other movies in the set are, you know, bad or whatever but like this is really the the gem of of this four pack here like i mean
1: yeah for you to have said that like the director was a well-known b-movie director like this movie's a little bit classier maybe than it deserves to be or something you know like yeah it's than it has much of a right to be or something
0: yeah yeah it's certainly
1: classier than any of the other movies in this set
0: for sure yeah it's 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 just damn good um Uh, so, um, so, yeah, so that's their, uh, you know, body snatcher movie, um, so the next thing that they kind of dip their toe into is a more, uh, gothic, um, still very stylish in the, in, you know, probably taking from, you know, some Italian, uh, kind of sensibilities, um but more of the a uh, gothic ghost story with the living skeleton, um, which uh is um uh one of the co-writers of Gokei. Um uh was uh one of the writers on, on this movie. Um uh that gentleman is named Kiyuzu Kobayashi and directed by someone named Hiroki Matsuno, which Uh, If IMDB is to be believed, this is the only thing that um, he directed. So, the living skeleton um, is a a strange thing here. Um, So, the movie opens with a flashback, I think, three years prior to the events of the main film of um, these hijackers taking over a a boat and massacring everyone on board to steal some gold um, including uh a, a beautiful young woman um named uh, uh I'm trying to think was it was Seiko or Yuriko the the one that died in the beginning do either of you know That was Yuriko. Okay, yes, Yuriko. Thank you, sir. Um anyway, and then we flash forward and uh Seiko the twin sister um is I guess she's live is she living at this church? Yes. Yes. Um and uh the the priest there is Masumi Okada um who uh for I guess our audience is probably best known as one of the main characters in Latitude 0 um but he also Shows up in tons of other stuff. Um, uh, including a couple of Mike films and um Sayonara Jupiter. Um and he uh is is the priest that kinda takes care of 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 the church and makes sure Seiko is is um you know staying out of trouble. Um, and then uh, also a frequent visitor is her fiance um, who, uh, wants to marry her. Anyhow, um, meanwhile, we catch up with the guys that pulled off the the boat heist, and, uh, they have been varying degrees of successful. One of them runs a nightclub, um, and then another one, like, blew all his money gambling and, you know, spending it on alcohol, and he's basically a drunk bum, um, and, uh, so, eventually, uh, all these guys end up getting killed kind of one by one. Um, so, uh, as all these guys meet their deaths, um, uh, Yuriko, uh, or the ghost of Yuriko is kind of seen, um, uh, kind of lingering about, um, and, yeah, I mean, they just get killed in different ways. One guy, he escapes, but uh, his wife dies, and that's from, like, a gas leak. Um, and, you know, they they just end up getting picked off. And then uh, um, Seiko ends up uh, going out to the middle of the ocean, um, where she, earlier in the movie... Not only saw the the ship uh but also she fell o- overboard uh her boat that they were on and saw all these skeletons chained to the the bottom of the ocean um so there's some spooky stuff going on, and she's getting freaked out and so um eventually uh she is does, she, does the priest kill her
2: and uh, he's responsible for like everything he's the guy that is kind of the the ringleader, but she doesn't realize it and for some reason he's like staying close to her and i and there's another part like at the beginning of the film too where um I guess it's her father, right? Like Their their, yeah. their father, the twins, that's like eating people to stay alive, which is pretty creepy. Yeah. Like the remainder of the dead people from the massacre, because everybody gets shot up. But yeah, the the priest is like, he's the mastermind behind the whole thing, and he ends up, it's like he's reveling in all the things that he thought he got away with.
0: Yeah, so the, the twist is that, the, yeah, the priest is, was actually one of the hijackers, and... Um, one thing the movie isn't very clear on is like was he actually trying to reform himself, or was what was he doing like i his sincerity, I don't think was really made very clear, but that could also be my memory um but uh, yeah, he ends up um killing Seiko and he puts her in like a knight's armor, right? I am yes. remembering this right. Correct. And then her boyfriend, and then, and then, uh, so the priest is met up with, um, one of the other goons from the, the heist, and he's like, hey, you know, a lot of us are getting killed. <laughs> um, and then they, they travel out to the middle of the ocean where they do find the, the boat still kind of roaming around for some reason. Um, and it is revealed that, um, not only is Eurico still alive, uh, but so is her fiance who has kind of like snapped and he's become this uh weird, like mad scientist character. Um and he he's just weird, man. Like he he listens to like like the like recordings of the of his uh of his sort of dead girlfriend like moaning and stuff like the guy is just weird
2: maybe he's just lonely
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he's uh, infusing the mummified corpse of uh Eureka with his his blood he's playing tapes of these these moans over the the ship's sound system like he's just being weird and so he's confronted by the priest and the other goon and um uh yeah uh there's like weird acid that uh like melts them and there's some you know pretty neat effects there um but it's it's really a very traditional kind of ghost story uh outside of the very bizarre third act um you know it's it's very kind of a standard ghost story um it is very stylish and the black and white photography is really um Really good, and um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, it's 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 pro. I, I do still enjoy this movie, but it is probably my least favorite movie in this set uh, by a pretty wide margin. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I concur with pretty much everything you said. I think I think the the effects, the eeriness, the atmosphere of the film works really well in its favor. The plot. Kind of goes a bit convoluted and a bit sideways at the end, but there's some there's some good payoff in how that is handled in terms of just like the effects and the in the you know you mentioned the creepy guy in the boat, but like I think that's kind of part of the charm
0: yeah no, and I mean it, this one might be the most Italian just in how just like the movie just nonsensical kind of, right it is. yeah it, it, <laughs> this movie is uh an exercise in style over you know real storytelling and it's like yeah that's uh very much <laughs> what the italians uh were doing all the time um uh, but you know i mean it, there there is it does have some merits but
1: um yeah i <laughs> I think it's, like, it's weird. At, at times it's, like, a little bit silly, almost. You know, like, if people go under the water and there's those skeletons, like... Which just kinda, look
0: nothing like a real skeleton should look,
1: by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just kind of, like, jiggling around and stuff. I don't that, know, that, like, strikes me as, like, almost, like, horror imagery played for comedy to me. Um, it's just kind of the way it comes off. Um so I don't even a hundred percent know if I agree on the, on the atmosphere and the imagery and stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was just, I think I came into this, um, cause of the, 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 the movies, this was actually, I think this was the third one I watched and I was expecting, you know, we get some pretty crazy stuff in the other two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was expecting to get some pretty crazy stuff, and I feel like it's more just like you said, like it's a pretty standard kind of ghost movie. Um I kinda struggled with this one a little bit and it just it just never really grabbed me.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, no, I mean I, I, I think that's fair. It's out of all the movies, even if you want to throw X from outer space in there, this movie feels the most like something that you probably have seen before you know where everything else is just like you know that's part of the charm of this run of films is just how weird they all are and this movie is strange but it's strange in a way that it's like yeah you know it, it's you know it's any you know italian ghost movie you know it's I, it, it 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 does share um you know the kind of dark undercurrents and the, you know, kind of bleak endings. I mean, by the end of the movie, the bad guys are dead, the sisters are dead, the mad scientist is dead, and the boyfriend survives, but he's, you know, he's by himself, and he's probably very confused. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I did like, you know, the, the gooey kind of melty effects and you know the uh, i actually i actually like the third act the most because that is where the movie gets you know kind of weird and unique is you know the the stuff with the mad sci- the the scientist at the end is kind of insane, but yeah it's not as you know it's not as well done as you know go K. it doesn't have a crazy looking chicken reptile thing like <laughs> gulala and it's not as completely bonkers as genocide so it's <laughs> it's left as just kind of the one that is just kind of feels like it's just there um but i mean it's a serviceable movie and it is it is the kind of movie that you know people who like old school horror and you know it is probably the kind of thing they would probably you know it might scratch their itch this time of year but um but definitely the, the, the weakest of of this little run of, of movies, I think.
2: How many uh, cannibalistic dudes on a ship <laughs> would you rate this out of five?
0: Um, I was teetering between a two and a half and a three, but, you know, I am feeling kind of generous. Maybe it's just because I watched it in October, and, you know, it it has a lot of that kind of black and white photography and that kind of feel that... You know, I like to get out of movies this time of year, so I'll I think I'll go ahead and do a three.
1: I'm at a two. This like I said, it just this one didn't didn't grab me. I struggled with it. Uh
0: It's just the most generic out
1: of these. Yeah. It's just kinda there.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good word for it. Is you know, it's not incompetent really. It's just yeah. It just feels more generic than like the other movies in this set are wild, and this one's just kind of like, oh, here's a ghost movie.
2: Yeah, I'm somewhere between a two and a half and a three myself. I'm I'm probably leaning three, but I, depending on my mood, I, I I could see it going down a little bit. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's talk about you want to you want to get crazy. We got to tell you all about insects and a a man named Charlie. What?
1: You wanna get nuts? <laughs> yeah, get you wanna nuts. get
0: nuts? <laughs> yeah, let's get nuts. Um so we have a different co-screenwriter from Goke. Uh this time teaming up with Well oh, actually this is uh the same guy, the guy that did all the manga and all the crazy tokusatsu stuff. Um uh, Takaku, um the screenwriter from Goke. Again, this time he's teaming up with the director of uh, X from Outer Space. Kazui Nihon Matsu, if I I'd probably just butchered that name, but... um, Yes, yeah, so this movie is insane. Um, interestingly, this director uh, cut his teeth as an assistant on Ozu uh, films, um, and I think Galala and Genocide are the only... They might be the only movies this guy even directed, which makes him... Well, that's
1: like a crime. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this man clearly uh had some very strange things in his brain. <laughs> if those are the two movies he made. So, uh Genocide um yeah, uh who wants to do a plot synopsis for this one?
2: I volunteer trauma's tribute. Ooh. Can give it a shot. I'm just not sure it would be good.
1: I don't know how good mine would be either.
2: We can just all do the uh, thing where we help each other.
0: Yeah. Let's. Okay. So, uh, I think I got this. Uh, you Seabird. guys, Feel we'll fill free. In the blanks. Yes. Feel free to pitch in. So, um, we start with an American uh airplane. Uh, flying over an island um, and uh, it is carrying a nuke and uh, this uh, um, African American gentleman uh, which is uh, (laughs) we'll talk about Charlie but it is kind of cool to see a tokusatsu movie with a prominent black role as kind of odd (laughs) <laughs> yes it is <laughs> um anyhow, uh he starts having a uh nom flashback, and he is freaking out and um is this also when all the the bugs fly into the splatter into the yes. plane? yeah, yeah. It, it, almost yeah. like similar to the beginning of goke this time with insects, just hundreds of insects just dive bomb this plane, and it's gross and it's really kind of eerie and so um uh then the everything they um is, i think charlie and two other guys escape with their parachutes and then also escaping with a parachute is the nuke which just lands on the island and it's lost you know and the americans are scrambling and freaking out cuz they're like we lost a nuke we need it um so the, on this island um we have our characters Uh, we have our, our, um, uh, I guess our supporting character, um, is it Joji? Yep. Yeah. And is Joji, wait, is that the doctor or the other guy?
2: Joji's uh, the yeah. not the doctor. Okay. The, so,
0: the so Joji, man, Joe. Let me tell you about Joji.
2: He, <laughs> kind of a dick. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So this guy, first of all, his poor girlfriend just slaves away and works at this seedy hotel. Well, I guess the hotel itself isn't seedy, but the guy that runs it is just this rapey, fat pig yeah. guy who's always like leering at them and trying to trying to trying to have sex with them, and, I mean, the guy, I mean, he's a real Harvey Weinstein. We'll say that. <laughs> um, and, you know, Joji, he doesn't seem to listen to anything she wants. Now, Joji's job is Joji, he goes out and he collects insects um, for the the scientist um, for his research. Uh, and, you know, he goes out and he collects insects. Oh, and while he's out there, you know, he, you know, sees a a uh, fine white woman and you know he he's all up in there. So he's having an affair with this white woman who Kathy Horan uh is the actress. She's also the blonde from um Goke. Anyhow, so they're mm-hmm. having an affair. Alright, this is where I'm struggling because I can connect this to the other the the B plot, but I'm gonna need some help because uh the scientist, he's doing research on insects because
2: they're venom, they yeah, they're,
1: yeah. okay. they they this guy brings in these bugs, and they're they're unique in that they're venom, like, uh, basically and they're, they're, they're a species like, he's never seen before.
2: Yeah, and the venom drives animals basically insane and uh, makes them go into fits of like rage before they eventually die in a couple days. Okay, makes um, you crazy
0: yeah so uh now while all this is going on the americans are freaking out trying to find this bomb and they're real assholes they're like look i like we you you'd need to do what we say or we'll kill you like help us find this and so they they contact the doctor to examine charlie who charlie has gotten the bite and he's just going he's going crazy um and, uh, so, uh, now, meanwhile, uh, the blonde actually is, uh, working with, um, some Japanese spies who are working for the communists, I'm assuming Russia, I don't know if it's said explicitly,
1: um, yeah, anyway... I understand. Yeah, I just assumed, but it never said.
0: Yeah, but she she is... is uh, Her goal is to... She's helping them basically weaponize the insects. Um, and the reason isn't because she feels any allegiance towards them. The reason is she is just insane. She is like, you know, I am going to weaponize these... In- help weaponize these insects basically because uh, I want to wipe out the human race. And then she gets into her reasoning which is uh, she has no trust and uh, love for humans because she was um, in a concentration camp. Uh, you know, she was one of the Jews um, held by the Germans, which with, timeline-wise, if this movie is taking place. I mean, we're assuming taking place in 68. I feel like she should be, like, a lot older. <laughs> but... Um, also, oddly enough, uh, her her tattoo is <laughs> on her boob, which I don't know I was waiting, how... I was
2: waiting for that factoid.
0: Well, I don't know how Joji missed it. Or did he not miss it and he just didn't care? I don't know. I think he would have asked her about it's, that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of implied that he just missed it. And He
2: was getting the nookie. He didn't think about anything else. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um And then
0: the, the movie... I mean, this and X from Outer Space, I wonder if this director had a very... You know, I don't know if maybe it was because of the American occupation or post-war, but he, he's very... I mean, if you remember the way that X from Outer Space ends, um, you know, with the blonde who was kind of set up as the love interest of the Japanese guy, she ends up with the... Western scientist who has, like, no chemistry with her. And then the Japanese guy ends up with the Japanese girl. Uh, I, I I feel like this director has an issue with interracial uh, relationships. Um, and definitely a mistrust of Americans. Uh, so, yeah, the guy, I think he was kind of racist. But, anyway, so... Uh, Charlie freaks out and he escapes Um, and uh, the insects these insects it's implied that they, you know, like the the blonde lady have this severe long-burning, passionate hatred for humans and that again, this kind of borrows a theme from Goke where it's implied that you know stuff like vietnam and the atomic bomb insects are just like man these people just can't stop fucking up let's just get rid of them and the insects and it's actually it sounds silly but it, the it's one of the things as goofy as this movie gets it is kind of eerie the insects actually start to kind of chant genocide 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 um and you know charlie is trying to warn everyone about it basically he's like but you know he's you know man it's 1968 japan no one's gonna be listening to a crazy ranting black guy um so anyway uh i mean i don't know how much further uh i should go with as far as the plot is concerned um i feel like we're gonna be talking about the ending i mean you have to talk about the ending to this movie but i i don't know should i is that a good place to leave off
1: yeah, I mean, I uh, think so it's it's enough of the kind of premise, right like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah all right so so yeah, let's talk about genocide guys
1: a k a war of the insects, yes, this movie is bonkers, <laughs> um, but also at the same time, like, um. It's a little familiar, a little, uh, like, and it's funny because it predates, I think, a lot of these movies, but, you know, it's got that feeling of, like, a, uh, like a food of the gods. Yeah, the Um, the
0: nature strikes back, killer animal kind of thing, yeah. 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 No, it, it is in that, um, wheelhouse, and yeah, I I think it, it predates, like, at least when those movies were, like, like, became a big fad. You know, right, right. Before
1: that, yeah, yeah, it certainly, it certainly, yeah, it certainly predates the fad. Yeah, and so it, it's kind of it
0: more of a seventies thing. You had stuff like frogs and swarm and uh, grizzly and was it day of the worm and yeah, squirm, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah, and slugs and um, yeah, and so it's just kind of funny because like, um, despite it really like being ahead of all those it's it's got a lot of the same a lot of the same story beats a lot of the same trappings and a lot of the same like pluses and minuses um you know especially when it comes to like the the insects themselves and you know anytime we're dealing with like an an, insect crazed insect swarm i always struggle just a little bit because there's that that notion of it being scary, but at the same time like in these movies, it's also like way too easy to uh to avoid them, and you're like, dude, I can't like step outside of my house by without getting bit by like forty seven mosquitoes like um if you had killer insects that were specifically targeting me i'd be I'd be like dead like instantly um so it's just got that kind of like little bit of internal logical inconsistency, um, but yeah, there's just like I mean, e- talk about crazy stuff. I and mean, then like they're like, oh, you know, strap him down to the chair and inject him with bug venom so that we can make sure that the bug venom makes you go crazy, <laughs> despite like that they've specifically seen it happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like an excuse to have this like crazy acid trip in the middle of the movie. Um, and like, and they're like, okay, well clearly it's working. And they're like, no, no, give them the full 10 minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Cause like the, the, the venom works for or the anti-venom works for up to 10 minutes after you get stung. And they're like, yeah, let give them the full 10 minutes. And you're like, w- why? <laughs> like, um, plus, plus, Charlie.
0: Oh yeah. Well yeah, let's
1: <laughs> No, when, I, I, when Charlie loses his mind, this movie becomes cinematic gold.
0: <laughs> well yeah, oh, they, uh, yeah, yeah t-
2: during well, his rampage
1: scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tom, why don't why don't you just explain uh you know, uh, what what's so endearing about Charlie?
1: Uh, he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh when he goes on his his rampage it's just like one of the greatest most over the top insane insane performances that that you'll ever see in a movie
0: <laughs> Yeah no Charlie is a sight to behold uh
1: it's hard to ex- it's hard to explain but if you see it you know <laughs>
0: well apparently that actor uh, um, Chico Roland is his name Uh, I don't think he's in a lot but he has shown up in some um, some movies like he's uh, one of the main characters in a movie called Black Sun which I haven't seen but that's also out on Criterion and uh, that was a movie that was really part of like the Japanese new wave Um, that was a few years before this uh, and, um, he's shown up as an extra, or, you know, in, in stuff like, um, Espy and uh, one of the *Common Rider films, uh, Prophecies of Nostradamus, and, uh, also the Street Fighter with Sonny Chiba he's in, but... Yeah, no, it's a very unhinged, really wild, uh, performance, um, uh, but yeah he's just like
1: wandering around the streets like a a madman it's it's awesome
0: so uh it does turn out that um you know in his research on these insects and kind of seeing the effect of their venom on other animals uh he has um uh developed an antidote um and so he uh he does he use he use does he use the antidote on himself right after yeah he, well
1: when, when he yeah, yeah. when he injects himself with the venom and then they give him the full ten minutes
0: yeah so so he uh, he calls his lab and he orders mass quantities um, of this antidote and then uh, uh, refresh my memory how does he
1: how does he the U.S. Up? government like takes him
0: yeah because
1: the, they're like you're too important we well, need doctor, you
2: doctor not Joji but yeah
0: or yeah Yeah, no i'm sorry the doctor did all this not joji's cheating ass um (laughs) so yeah how so refresh my memory real quick how does he wind up on the on the
1: plane because the nuke the the nuke is the government like like, the government like the u.s government basically kidnaps him
2: they kidnaps him they They kidnap him because he has the antidote they figured that out and so the whole the whole plot of the movie revolves around the U.S. government trying to get the H bomb back. When they determine they can't do it because it's later revealed that the insects are all around the nuke, they decide to blow up the planet and kill this big swarm of insects that's now descending on the island and basically devouring everything.
0: So, how does so that the nuke end up detonated?
2: Detonated? It's, it's a fail failsafe. Are, okay. It's a remote. Yeah, it's like a remote
1: detonation thing. I think right. It's a it's a failsafe when they. When they can't, yeah, that's right. Cover right it too. after 48 hours or something like that. Yeah, it, it like automatically off. detonates or something. Yeah. So, um, okay. and they're like, like when they find that out, like in the because that's a plot point that's kind of revealed a little bit towards the middle of the movie. They're like, yeah, well, if we can't recover it, we're gonna detonate it. And they're like, are you friggin' serious? Because you lost a bomb, you're gonna detonate it? And like, well, we'd rather blow up Japan again than let it fall into the wrong hands. And everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awful. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, and then um so we should mention that Joji, man, his poor wife. So not only is she got this she's got this cheating uh uh Joji, but she's pregnant. And, you know, she knows about the affair, you know, but but it does sound like, you know, hey, you know, we're gonna have the baby, we're gonna we're gonna try and work this out. So so when the Americans are like yeah this bomb's going to blow up uh we got to go uh so like have fun with that um uh so the the pregnant wife is they're like look we got to i we got to try and get everyone off the island that, that we can you go on this boat and you know we'll 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 find you everything'll be fine so Joji is uh trying to who knows doing whatever the hell he can um to you know warn people and so meanwhile the scientist is taken by the americans and they're like okay you have an antidote so uh you get to you get to live so come with us and he's like but i don't want to like i want to help people get off this island he's like and they're like well uh if if you don't come with us we'll we'll kill you which is help to nobody really uh (laughs) Because he has the <laughs> antidote, um, and then we get the ending, which <laughs> uh, once again, along with Gokai, like, is just beautifully nihilistic.
1: You, you, it, it's so crazy because it sets itself up right. Like, it, it's like I said, it's a, it's almost a a pretty standard movie to a certain point. Like, it falls into a lot of the the trappings and tropes of these nature revenge stories. Um, mm-hmm and and so because even though you've, you yeah you've got these like crazy things that happen and this like amazing over the top performance by charlie um and like a lot of these like kind of unconventional things it's still like a very conventional story um to a certain point at least and so it sets itself up and you're like oh look like everything's going to ultimately work out right cuz like the doctor's like no i won't help you and like He's like, you can you can shut the bomb down. I know you can you can do it from here. And one of the dudes on the plane is like, yes, I'm with the doctor. Like, let's not kill everyone, you know. Like, let's let's uh, let's stop this. Uh, let's stop the bomb from going off, and and we'll save the day. And then everyone on the plane just. Uh, shoots each other and dies and then the plane (laughs) blows up by the insects and then the nuke goes off
2: (laughs) and you're like what Mm -hmm. the poor joji's pregnant wife is set sailing with to the backdrop of an a bomb (laughs) which we should mention joji dies earlier in that because there's the swarm of insects basically attacks him in the cabin and he like does have a redeeming factor where he tries to he basically so for some reason there's a giant like hole under this cabin they pull up the boards in the floor and like he boards it up and he puts like a the bed on it and he lays on top of it and then he dies saving his wife as his one redeeming act and he does confess to being a dick so i guess i'll, I'll give him a.
0: you think they would have so, if, if things if you know the the island didn't just explode in a nuclear hellfire do you think <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think they do you think they could have worked it out
1: yeah. Well, he, I, was, he dies.
0: Well, yeah, okay. I, if if
2: he didn't, you if know. If he wasn't stung to death
0: yeah, a million yeah, times. Yeah, you think there was hope for that couple?
1: He seemed to really care about his kid. As there weren't any white women around, maybe. <laughs> he seemed to really care about his kid, at least.
2: He did. We yeah. should. I, I wanted to mention earlier, too, the reason part of the, the movie we I think we left out is Joji's an important figure in the film because. There's a couple of soldiers that came down with Charlie are found dead in a cave and they think Joji murdered these people for some reason. And he tell his wife tells because him because he, he was bail. like he
1: was there. <laughs> so like they these guys jump out of the plane and he sees them on the beach and he like takes yeah. like takes like their wallets or something. Like it's not you their wallet. Yeah, like, like a
2: watch. It's a watch. Yeah. 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 And the the whole deal is that his wife when she reveals her pregnancy like he's in jail it's just very harrowing the whole movie that poor woman <laughs> um all
0: right so what what do you think what do you think of this movie like where where does it succeed or fail
2: i feel like it's a bit much like some of the other stuff we we've, we've been talking about uh, well i'm referring back to invisible man cuz we recorded that earlier but I feel like there's a bit much going on you have this spy plot you know you have some of these japanese islanders who are apparently working for mother russia <laughs> they talk about the reds um but it is a lot of fun and charlie is pretty awesome so like i feel like the convoluted plot works a bit against it and it takes a bit long to get to where it wants to go but the ending is is so worth the payoff. Like it just goes straight departed. You're not ready for what happens on that plane.
1: Yeah. There's also like it, it's it's a it's a weird movie um, where I think where it I maybe fails the most is when it's like uh, just like a little bit more conventional and a little bit more serious. Although the the thing is. It, if it, it, where it succeeds are the places where it's like just like craziness but some of those i think it's trying to be like a little bit serious and that's like that's the true hallmark of to me like a a so bad it's good type right. of thing right is is there sincerity to everything that's happening here um but i think where the movie kind of fails is where it like has like a little bit more of the the gravitas um and not so much like the ending but just you know like the bugs and uh the army of bugs and like you know, Joji sacrificing himself. Like that doesn't really like Joji sacrificing himself doesn't really hit to me that well. Um because he's such a scuzz.
2: Uh
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if it does enough it, it does enough to redeem him necessarily. You know, I know they tried, but like, yeah. Um so like it, it's but where it succeeds is like just these places where it just goes like absolutely insane um you know we already talked about charlie and we already talked about the doctor having his weird acid trip in the little mo- movie the american actress too like her, she is evil. <laughs> she's evil she's like uh, I, I don't know what you call mustache twirling for for women but like she's it and like she even has like i i, I told you guys when i was watching it um cuz actually this movie is on YouTube dubbed um and the dub is not on the DVD so i was watching the dub she has a line i do not know if it is subtitled this way i don't know if it if it comes across this way in the subs even if it's subtitled this way but she has a line in the dub that is like straight out of um the mouth of Sauron from, um, from <laughs> comics, when Spider-Man is like, "Wait a minute, with with technology like that, you can cure cancer," and he's like, "I don't want to cure cancer. I want to make dinosaurs." <laughs> um,
2: I love that line. So
1: she much. she has a line, and she's like, she's like, "Americans, right. Soviets, you can you can keep your wars. I just want my insects that make people go crazy and then die." <laughs> it's like,
2: did, did we mention the whole genocide thing and the fact that Charlie says it like 50 million times and what that means? Because I don't think we even talked about well, that I,
0: uh, no, Yeah, not really. All I said was that Charlie was like saying it and kind of like in his own very unique, very special Charlie way uh, was trying to warn them. But yeah.
2: Well, look, during the whole 10-minute uh, sequence of the guy doing an acid trip on insects, uh, the doctor reveals that the insects are actually basically revolting against man and specifically because they don't want to be destroyed by the h-bomb so that's something that, that's the rationale for the insects to go haywire and eat everything on the island and and sting a million people
1: but also because like the the insects were pissed off because they've been nuked before
0: yes and spe- speaking of the blunt like I, I don't know what to make of that character like there's something uncomfortable about this jewish holocaust survivor
1: like who doesn't give a shit about an a-bomb and is just like uh i just want insects that make people <laughs> yeah. go crazy and i die? was
2: a victim of genocide here let me help mass genocide myself
0: yeah it's very it's it's strange and it's kind of queasy to me that how that character is handled it, it, it just it, <laughs> And that's not even mentioning the you know, of course, like it's the white woman who is the homewrecker <laughs> and just like the bringer of doom. And I, it's just, I, I really do think something was going on with with this director and you know uh, interracial uh, relationships and you know just dis- so, and I mean clearly a, a extreme distrust of uh, the Americans, except for that guy at the very end who uh you know almost well he was well in, he had he had good intentions but <laughs> um no it's a it's a very to call this movie strange is an understatement um i don't know it's like it can't be evaluated like a normal
1: <laughs> movie really no <laughs> Because the parts where it's funny, the parts where it is like a normal movie and like kind of goes in those like normal movie ways are uh, not not boring, but they're just less engaging. And maybe that's just because they're stacked up against the insanity and you're like, well, when something crazy like Charlie is going on, who the hell cares about like a (laughs) formulaic plot, you know, like when something crazy like like this woman who would rather like make they specifically say too like she forces them to breed together so that she can make more poisonous ones like
2: yeah they do mention that actually like like, like making like a super bug
1: (laughs) running like an insect brothel like i mean (laughs) when stuff like that is happening like who who cares about (laughs) she's also
2: she's also kind of rapey like she after uh joji takes refuge because he's running from the police he takes refuge with her in her cabin and then like she basically says you're never gonna leave and all this stuff and holds him at gunpoint
1: and then makes sex with her <laughs> at gunpoint yeah
0: i'd like to i mean i don't know if i don't know if anyone has but i, I that actress i wonder where she is now like these '60s movies were like. There's not a whole lot of English language, and they had you know these Western actors in prominent parts. Like, I'd really like to know what the, this was like. And I don't know. Maybe someone can track her down. Like, I know they just tracked down Peggy Neal from X from Outer Space, like recently. And I know Linda Miller uh, was like MIA for decades.
2: <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, she was. She was also in the Green Slime.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, she's
2: been in a few of those.
0: So yeah, I I would. I don't know, someone should find her and ask, like, what what were you guys...
2: Smoking. What were (laughs) you doing? (laughs)
0: Um, But no, it's insane, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, this movie is is out there. um, You know, this is one of those movies that was always kind of mentioned here and there, you know, and you know, it was finally, it finally got a release, and I think Iwakura even did, like, a little figure of, of one of the insects, uh, so, yeah, no, I'm glad it's out there, um, so, how many, um, how many crazy Charlies do you give this
2: one? <laughs> this is a solid three and a half, I feel like. It's, it's a bit disjointed, I could even go as high as a four, depending on, like, I don't know, maybe when I watched it and moved that kind of thing. But, like, I, I feel like it's definitely a solid three and a half for just how insane it is. And I, I really do love the ending quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the three and a half also. Um, I think, you know, the, some of the espionage stuff could have been cut down a little bit and, you know, yeah. made, maybe made the movie a little tighter. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's a movie that pays off and is just insane and um i i don't know i i you know ra- the casual racism of the film aside uh, <laughs> i <laughs> um, don't know if
2: it's casual honestly well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it
0: it it really is uh, just a very str- it's it's a, a strange disaster of a movie and uh you know Charlie yeah. alone is worth a half a star so
1: yeah. i i'm on just i'm in the same star rating just on the other end of the spectrum i think this is that like like you said it's a it's a strange mess of a movie it's a it's a strange uh it's a manic ride of insanity um it does not work well as a movie
0: (laughs) you're right Um, yeah no absolutely not
1: i'm at a i'm at a negative three and a half out of out of negative five like it's 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 so like bad and crazy and so many ill-formed thoughts and decisions that it becomes extremely entertaining um it doesn't quite hit so bad it's genius level but it is it is so bad it's crazy fun
0: yeah and I mean, for all we're I'm talking about how I mean the movie's anti-American and this and that. I mean, the movie really just hates everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it feels. Yeah. You know, there <laughs> there are times when like you're like it, it's not so much anti-American. I think it just it wants everyone Anti- to die. People. It's
0: anti-human, <laughs> is
2: what it is. So, uh,
0: no. So that concludes uh, Shochiku's brief flirtation with science fiction and horror you know this is just a studio that was just trying to get get a hit off the ground and experimenting in different uh sub-genres of genre cinema and the results were very bizarre and uh you know i think it's cool that they're available in this uh, eclipse collection um you know for a long time these movies were super obscure and kind of written off but you know, having a yeah. uh, having these out widely available from a, a prestige label really has. I mean, you can now Google any of these, and you can find you know essays on them. You know, they've kind of been reevaluated a little bit. Um, and yeah,
1: X from, out- X from Outer Space and Goke especially were like two that I know were really like heavily talked about in you know like the 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 kaiju fandom. Mm-hmm. For for a long time before yeah. before this was ever announced and never ever, ever kind of came to be as a collection where these were readily available. Right, right. I know those were those were the the two that I think most people like in in this kind of circle of the fandom
0: yeah. bought yeah, th- those the two, set for. Yeah, yeah, and those two were kind of cult movies here already. Whereas Living Skeleton and Genocide, I don't know if they got they didn't get any kind of official release here. genocide
1: had to have gotten something because it's it it, there is a dub and it's you know
0: cinematic titanic did it um i don't know if that was before or after the dvd release but regardless i don't know a very interesting period uh of you know this really desperate studio and um Yeah, just very strange, and yeah, I mean, the the cool thing about them being part of the Criterion Eclipse series is, you know, you can find essays about these movies and stuff, so, uh, but yeah, just really strange stuff, and, um, yeah, no, it's a a nice little set, um, I mean, if you wait for the half-off sale, you can probably get it for, like, 20 bucks, and, um, no, I, I, I like, I like this, these movies, they're just crazy. Um does anyone have anything else to say about the time horror came to Shochiku? The rest in peace, Charlie. Yes.
1: Yes. I'll never forget um, Charlie. Yeah, no. I just I think um you know, kaiju fans for sure, you know, track it down for extra Outer space. Uh but stay for uh, st- stay for your Goke and and your yeah, the, Charlie.
0: R- yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. Well, I guess I guess that's all. We, we, we did good. Yay! Woo! Sweet. Right, see you.